We want to talk about faith. We want to talk about um, politics. We want to talk about race. We want to talk about pop culture, literally. Everything, 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 everything is up for discussion, and that's what French culture is about. It's about a thing. Brunch culture. Brunch culture. We're back. Welcome back. You remember Diddy had that song? Was that Mace? When he came back, you remember? No. I can't say that I remember that. You're supposed to be up on this. That's all. You know? (laughs) Up on music from the 80s? No, that was when he came back after he got became he found Jesus. Up and then he music. <laughs> and then he came back. Yeah, oh, welcome back. Yeah. Welcome. Okay. Well, yeah. I don't. You should yeah. Google it. I remember some like song with him dancing, but I don't think it was called "Welcome Back." Oh, okay. Yeah, he had a couple um, non-hit wonders um, I, after I, I, after I he came back. O-A- I know. I said OAC. I bet I can't. Even, I don't even know the man's name. Um. Old Mace. That's the Mace that I know. Yeah. Not the G Unit Mace and the rebirth of Wait, um, Mace was on G Unit? Yeah. He he had a brief spot with G Unit. Yeah, I don't I don't know anything about that. And fifty cent said it was a waste for him to sign him. Wow. Yep. I didn't know anything about I mean I I feel like you should have known that. I, I don't understand how I knew that and you didn't. Yeah, typically I'm up on music like I just, yeah, I know. Oh. I'm usually, I usually stay on top of music knowledge and, you know, different things that's going on, but yeah, that one. That one passed you. Right on by. Okay. I understand. You know. Right on by, and I don't feel bothered by it in the least bit. Well, this week on The Scroll, we got our good friend Raven back with us. Did you see the petition that people have? People have a hundred thousand people have signed to get off the view. I'm like, do even a hundred thousand people watch the view? Apparently, (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even know. I was like, oh wow, like a hundred. They're really, they're really um, targeting her. Her between her and Don Lemon. So I guess when I think that they both. They both troll people, though. I feel like they troll people for this type of reaction, right? Because you you want to know what Raven Simone is going to say. You want to know what Don Lemon is going to say. So everybody, they basically is like trolling the whole world so they can say crazy stuff just so people can keep watching and be like, oh, I heard this. Or, oh, you know, I heard that. Like, it's, I they, feel like this is all They do it crazy. just for rating sake. They do it just for the reaction. They want the reaction. I don't know if she thought 100,000 people was going to sign a petition. Now, Drake is actually working for him. I don't think theirs is working for them. Because people don't like them. People people like like Drake. They still get checks. True. People don't like them, but they still get checks. True. But, I mean, Raven probably don't even need the money. Because you remember she had like that uh, quarter of a billion dollar empire. I mean, I'm sure she doesn't. She's not not broke, but 
think it's important for her to work. True. If it wasn't, she probably wouldn't be. Or she like, but she's a, she's an artist, so she probably just liked to work. You know. You said she's an artist. An entertainer, should I say? Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> now, I actually like Raven Simone. I just, as her dad said, she just says some really stupid stuff at times. Yeah. Extremely stupid stuff. Um, yeah, just like saying that. Excuse me. Bless you. Oh, just like saying that the the kid. Uh, I, I'm not gonna even repeat what this lady say. Y'all know what the lady say. Yeah. Right. So, in other interesting comments this week, the Republican debate, um, which I watched um, in its entirety, uh, and it was it was entertaining. Did you lose? It's not it's not marijuana now. It doesn't kill brain cells. The CNBC actually their moderators were horrible. They were asking very inappropriate questions to the to the point where um the GOP actually sent a letter suspending them for the February debate. Um I heard about that. I also heard that people this on CNN I I just watched this clip on CNN where they were talking about and they were basically saying that like the moderators would quote something they would bring up a quote and then they would get challenged on the quote but they couldn't back it up like where they found the quote for they would be like oh and then they come come in later and say oh well this comes from x y and z or you said this here or this person said this about you so they really it was like poorly put together and then they had a guest moderator on every question so they would bring somebody up on every question like some random person we're gonna have uh another business commentator from cnbc come up and ask this question i'm like what it was like rotating people i was like y'all want to put every person or y'all staff to ask a question so they could get some tv time because it's the most people gonna watch cnbc ever during this time but um rubio <laughs> rubio really stood out to me um jeb bush dead last um, he really went after Rubio and I'm Michael Steele, which was the former GOP chairman, tweeted, um, how's that uh, mentor-mentee thing going for y'all? Uh, and I retweeted it because I thought it was hilarious. But he came for Rubio about Rubio attending um, Senate um, meetings and how poor, poor his attendance is in the Senate. And... He was like, well, you praised uh, John McCain when he was running and his Senate record was um, almost the same as mine. You didn't say anything about his, but when I'm because you're running against me now, you want to say something. So he talked about President Obama's Senate attendance when he was in it and he was just comparing. And so Jeb Bush was like, well, you need to we hired you for a position. You need to be at work. And then he was like, I don't know who convinced you that coming after me was going to help you. And everything that Jeb threw at Mark, Marco, he like knocked it out of the park. And he was right. Like he wasn't, he was unbothered. Like Hillary was unbothered at that meeting. He was unbothered. And he was just going. And I was like, dang, I guess they're not going to be friends no more after this. Um, they'll probably, I mean, hopefully they can maintain a the relationship. They just know it's politics. 
I was just gonna say I'm quite sure that either neither one of them are gonna end their relationship as a result of it. But you definitely made it sound a lot more interesting than everybody else did because everything that I've heard about this has been it's pretty stupid. Uh Donald Trump, from what I heard, Donald Trump won. And like Donald Trump won. I didn't he was just himself. I mean, he just he's stuck on this wall and that Mexico gonna build this wall. That's he talked a lot about that. Um, I they asked Jeb Bush a question about fantasy football, and should the government regulate the earnings of fantasy football and the gambling, and is it getting out of control? And then Chris Christie was like, "Why are we even talking about this? <laughs> this has nothing to do with it." Um, Chris Christie threw some shade at um this whole Black Lives Matter. He threw shade to me at the Black Lives Matter movement. Because he did like this whole um, about how cops are under attack um, and where crime is going up in a sense because cops are afraid to challenge people because of this. And I just was like, oh, and this is why you don't have a black vote. Exactly. Um, that's, that's completely BS. I heard there was a, a discussion that I heard not last week, actually the week before when there was a guy crap I can't think of his name he was on CNN saying basically the same thing and I think that's bull that's BS why would you even why a, a, a police commissioner shouldn't even accept that as a thing you're telling me that you're afraid to go into a black community so the crime is going to increase or the crime is increasing in the black community because you're blatantly refusing to do your job nobody has ever said that all police is bad and if if a person if a police officer feels that way let me be the one to tell you that i do support the police officers i do believe that policing is important like we need you know we need uh public we need <clears throat> public service we need your public service we need you to be you know on the front lines and in all communities and in our communities in all communities but what we need you to do is to do your job in a fair way we don't need you to be out on a witch hunt to find the next person the next victim we don't need you to escalate things beyond a place that they shouldn't be we don't need you to take a, a non-hostile situation and flip it and blow it out of a proportion nobody has said i'm not saying and the Black Lives Matter movement is not saying every police officer is bad. Every police officer is horrible. I saw on uh, Facebook that this guy w went through this whole thing about him being, you know, carrying. He was in a car and he was carrying a gun on him and he had on a hoodie and he got stopped by the police officer and how nice the police officer was to him. And according to what a certain movement or certain people are saying he should have been shot dead nobody has ever said that every time you interact with a police officer they're going to kill you nobody would say that what people did say was there there's a group of of people there's a number of police officers that are crook and corrupt and that have a bias that says black people are this and you treat black people different from the way that you treat other people you respond to black people differently from the way that you respond to other people that's known statistics that is in any unbiased this we knew this before black lives matter like we knew before any of the the more recent civil rights movements and and pushes and rallies have come out we knew this this is hardcore data so when people try to 
say that, oh, well, the Black Lives Matter movement is out to attack police. It's an attack on police officers. That's BS. It's a lie. Nobody's not saying nobody has said that. And if you accept as a police commissioner, as a politician, as a leader, if you accept that this is okay, a result, I don't have to continue to teach police officers how to do their job correctly and to challenge them to get into those communities and to do their jobs correctly and and fairly then we need to look at you and say i'm not voting for you because you accept that bs rhetoric because that's stupid yeah well chris christie is not in the running really um i don't know why he's still running uh in addition to that i one of the things that was interesting to me was the language that my party continues to use I was watching CNN the other day after some commentators talking and one of them I don't know if he was uh, or he I can't remember if he or she but I don't know if they were on the Bush campaign or uh they're just a friend of him and a friend of his and they were talking about the fact that um his presence was it, it seems like he doesn't want to be in the race and it seems like, you know, he's, you know, not giving it all and he doesn't have the personality for, um, like the other, the other, um, the other people that the other candidates. And she was like, Jeb Bush is strong. He's solid. Um, you can look at the way he stood up to the African-Americans during when they rushed the office. And, uh, when he was governor of Florida over, um, what is it? Uh, the the president affirmative action, and I was just like, "Do you really want to say that in light of the fact that you don't have the black the black vote?" I'm just like, "What? Why are we doing this? We we shoot ourselves in the foot. This is the reason why you don't have the black vote because it. You know, we could I could I could argue that." I don't think that the policies for the Democratic Party are the best for African-Americans. However, when I look at the fact that Hillary Clinton was at Clark Atlanta University today and she is aggressively, um, you know, she's connecting with African-American millennials. It speaks volumes to what that she would even go to a HBCU. Has any of our candidates went to a HBCU? Has any of them engaged Black Lives Matter? Besides, now I will say Rand Paul. He he is he does um, do a lot of work with um, systemic racism and his alliance with Cory Booker. So he does it, but he's not gonna get the he's not gonna be the candidate. So, but it just it it frustrates me because I'm like, dude, y'all y'all gonna lose. Cause y'all are still, and then Jeb Bush got this campaign where he's looking old, and I'm just like, really, dude. First of all, just I think Rubio is our best shot at getting millenn- at the millennial vote. I don't think anybody else. And Lord knows, I did you see um, Ben Carson's wife singing? I'm not gonna talk about that lady. I'm just not gonna do it. <laughs> no, I don't want to talk about her. I think she, I think they're uh, they've been together. They're solid, but I just I was like, she at first I thought it was a joke, but it's real, and that's what really it was funny. Yeah, I'm not talking about that lady. I'm just not. But you saw it though, right? I saw it. Okay, I saw it. I'm I'm going. I'm not going. <laughs> Nope, I'm not. Nope. 
So it was funny yeah, though. You made the Republican Party sound a lot more interesting than I've heard. I didn't watch the debates. Um, I actually wanted to. I'm frustrated with them. I feel like they just need to start over. Well, I've been saying that for a while, but you know, <laughs> who am I? <laughs> so frustrating. <laughs> yeah. So this week we also learned that uh, meat causes cancer. Processed meat causes cancer, and everybody. That's why I eat at Chipotle because it's supposed to be organic and healthy. It's not processed. Uh, uh, well, yeah. So, <laughs> caused cancer. <laughs> um, so everybody was in the uproar. But when I heard, when I was, I was like, they was like bacon. I'm like, uh, eh. it's like hot dog and uh uh-huh. steak. I was, mm, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm alright with steak. But then it was like sausage, and I was like, wait, breakfast sausage. They was like, yeah. I was like, well, you know, Lord, everybody got to die at some point in time. I mean, who, who am I to just try to? Stop when you want me to come home. When you calling me home, it's time to go home. I'm gonna eat <laughs> an omelet with sausage in it. Uh, I'm going to continue. I yeah, I just I don't know what to tell you. I mean, you know, I just I pray over my food, and hey, that's the best I can do. I can stop all this other stuff, but yeah, that between that and chicken, if they ever tell me that chicken is gonna kill me, I'm like, all right, well, you just tell me how, how much longer I got. And, I'll make the best of where where I am. Well, they say it's in relationship to like tobacco. It's not that bad. Tobacco is like uh-huh. well, tobacco is also like uh, that's a pretty big deal. Like if you it, if you say like in relation to something that's mild, but tobacco is it's powerful. Like you know for sure that you're gonna get it when you smoke tobacco. Yeah, I mean I don't know. We all gotta die something. <laughs> That's why I keep drinking my cokes. They keep telling me coke bad for me. I went and bought. I had a coke today. It was so good. I had two cokes today. It's oh, sad. Wow. Like I was like, I've been having real bad anxiety this week. It's just, and the only thing that would calm my nerves is a coke and a prayer. Oh, a coke and a prayer. <laughs> it answers everything. <laughs> It really does. <laughs> it really does. It brings my stress level down. We but all. Yeah, have I mean, a- you know, we all have our things. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, it's. I just wish my thing wasn't didn't have so many calories. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta find another thing that's calorie free. I don't want to get diet coke. I just don't like the way that tastes. And I heard it's worse. Yeah, than I, don't, I don't know how much. I think it's one of those things where Diet Coke is, it helps to get something, but it, it's kind of like still, it has this, if not drinking too much, if you drink too much, it has this thing too. So I don't really know about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm going to just keep drinking my Coke. If y'all got any suggestions, just let me know. Water. Yeah. It don't have the same effect. That hit, that hit. I sound like an addict, yo. If you drink hot water, maybe it will. Nah. No, I won't be the same. But still, like you, you like it the burn. Yeah, feel the burn. My friend told me he was like, "I'm glad you not you don't drink alcohol because I think you'll be on the bottle." Thank you, Alki. <laughs> he said, "You think I'd be an alcoholic?" You got traits of being an Alki. 
never heard of Alki. You never heard somebody say Alki? No. Whoa, Lisa. You got to get out more. I never heard that. Wow. It's, a, it's like the short. You know, my grandma calls Alzheimer's Al. She'd be like, yeah, they got the Al. So when you say Alki, that made me think of that. But that's wow. totally different. Completely. that's it this week for the scroll and we will be back what's up fresh is our turn baby All right, so it is time for our main dish, and this main dish is its pretty controversial, of course. I'm sure by now everybody has seen and heard of this video of the, was it Springfield, South Carolina? Is that what it's, that's where it is? Mm-hmm. Um, the officer the resource school resource officer that comes in well he's called in because a student was asked apparently was asked to put away her cell phone or to to give the teacher her cell phone or something like that she would she refused to do it therefore the teacher called an administrator the administrator came in and asked the student to you know leave the teacher asked the student to leave administrator came and asked the student to leave Police officer came in. The school resources resource officer came in, asked the student to leave. Student refused to leave. And the resource officer, I'm assuming, threatened to remove her. Student still sits there, doesn't leave. The school resource officer basically puts her in like a chokehold and pulls her up. As he's pulling her up out of the desk, the desk flips over on top of her. He proceeds to grab her leg and arm and snatch her out of the desk and slang her across the room, jump on her back, put her hands behind her back and is telling, basically restraining her to arrest her. Now, this is a teenage girl, female girl, not like at the end of the day, it's not even about size. It's a it's a it's a girl that he's doing this to. And the video came out, went viral, became explosive and started a lot of com uh, started a lot of comments. Um a lot of people were angry and upset, disgusted, of course, by the police officer. And then, of course, you have those people that believe, you know, well, the girl should have followed the rules. Had she followed the rules, this wouldn't have happened. But it started this other story as well about children being bad and kids being bad in school. And a number of people have not said it directly that this student is at fault for this, but says that there's a shared responsibility for the officer's treatment of her based on her refusing to obey the rules. Hmm. I I'll let you start, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll just let you go. Well, 
I think <sighs> hearing from my friends who I have friends who work in the school as teachers and they always have interesting stories about students being disrespectful um, and you know rude and sometimes violent so it's to me it's not far-fetched that a teacher or administrator would get frustrated because they're like sometimes it really takes all of their self-control not the snap on this these kids mm-hmm. um so i think there is you know there was another video that's also been playing on cnn that went viral of a resource officer breaking up some some students and the student actually threw the slammed the principal on the ground and the resource officer also had to use force on the student and that definitely is justified I think in this case I think that there was no reason for him to slam her now she should have got up you know you need to if your teacher tells you to get up and get out of the class if the principal comes in there if the officer comes in there you need to get out of class but they said the way that they had the way they've trained the officer is they're supposed to if the if the student refuses to get out they're supposed to isolate the student and tell all the other students to get out so that takes away the pressure or the pride in the situation you know it kind of de-escalates it mm-hmm. and so um he didn't he didn't follow proper protocol she should have left when the teacher told her to get out but it was no reason for him to use force on her in that situation so she should have left, but what he did was completely wrong. So just because somebody does something wrong doesn't mean you have the right to respond in that manner. And she wasn't a threat to him. It, somebody even suggested on the news, he could have just, he was strong. He could have picked the whole desk up with her in it and set her outside if she refused to move. Um. Okay. So there were so many other ways to handle the situation. That being said, he should have never used that kind of um, tactic on her. That was totally inappropriate. But she should have got up. But I mean, I don't think there is a but though. I think that's the, that's the thing that frustrates me. There is no but. The no, but I'm saying the but is she should have got up first. But, but no, that but she, her response to it was. His response to it was wrong, but I'm saying students need to obey authority. There is he is this is a trained professional. This is someone that is paid to de-escalate and to protect people, de-escalate situations and protect people. There is no possible but that can be attached to what she should have done, right? I can give you that she disobeyed an order. Absolutely. But she is a child, an adolescent that is not that cannot be held to the same standard as an adult. That's those two aren't the same. You can't say you're wrong for doing this adult, but this kid shouldn't have done X, Y and Z. So that's giving some sort of justification for why you responded. No, there is. I don't think that's giving justification. I think it's just saying that. For future people, that there's a problem sometimes with students and their behavior towards adults. But her check check her behavior, right? She wasn't belligerent. She didn't curse at him. She didn't spit at him. She didn't hit him. She didn't do anything. She sat in the chair and she shut down. 
that says a lot. If if somebody is dealing with children, if somebody is involved with children, if somebody is your day to day, you're a school resource officer, your day to day interactions are to assess and to deal with students. Her behavior told you more about where she was in her situation than anything. Now, by all means, if this little girl flipped up and threw something or spit at him, somewhere in the crevices of my mind, I can say maybe he flipped out out of the moment of being in the heat of the moment. But she didn't do that. She said no. And she sat there. She shut up. She didn't scream. Even after being snatched up and thrown, she wasn't screaming. She wasn't hollering. She shut down. And one thing that frustrates me about, I'll say conservative people in general, because it's conservative people that I keep hearing the same story about, well, she should have did this. 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 When it comes to dealing with the little black child, we have to look at all of the other ways of which something should have happened. But anybody else we we view the wrong person and we address the wrong person. The fact that we're coming up with this conversation about, oh, well, you know, kids are really bad in school. That's very, very true. But sweetheart, based on what we saw, this little girl was not one of those kids. Based on what we saw, this situation was not that situation. Now, if you have a situation where a child is being violent and you have to use force to stop that child, by all means. But this little girl was sitting in a desk refusing a silent protest, refusing to do something. You can pick up the desk and pull her out. You can say, you know what? I'm going to call your parent. I'm going to call your mom. We're going to call somebody. Even if you get to the point that you have to pull her up, the way in which he grabs her, he immediately chokehold her and put his arm around her neck. For yeah, what? but I'm not saying anything he did was right. I'm just saying. But you're adding a butt to justify his his behavior. No, that I'm not justifying his behavior at all. I'm just that saying butt, that, that, that as, a, as, an, a, as a student, in school, you have to follow. I'm not even. I'm disqualifying him, even if he's not any present. But he, she should have followed the teacher. She should have followed the teacher. Okay, but she's a child and a child that makes mistakes. So when she doesn't, you don't hold. You don't address a, an adult's behavior by saying, "Well, the child should have done this." Absolutely not. She's a child. You can't hold a child at the same level as an adult this is an adult a trained professional adult it's not the same yeah but i'm not saying he was right but in any in any altercation there's fault on both sides absolutely not i'm so sorry you and she should have she should have got so she should have got fault. up you're saying there's fault on both sides so there's a fault that this little girl said you know what? no i'm not saying that he should have picked her up but i'm saying she has to learn to respect respect authority Okay, and I can give you that, but those are two completely different conversations. You're having this conversation on the heels of saying, well, he picked her up, he used this force. No, even if he didn't use force, if she was just recorded in there, I would have said that she... You can't do that. Even if he didn't use force, I would have said that... If this were a little white girl, everybody would be... No, I think she would. She should be. You, we don't view black people as. I think you. I think that's a generalization. You as somebody that is, that has, that should be, is able to make a mistake. I'm not saying that the girl was right in what she did. We have to understand that 
you know what? She is going to make a mistake. So as an adult that is trained, as an adult that has more experience, as an adult that has understanding of potentially what she could be going through, there's a certain way that I have to approach you because your wrong does not does not give me the, the authority or the ability to make any sort of wrong. I'm the adult in this situation. So I have to de-escalate this as an adult. When you well, the, about the, I, wasn't the principal and the teacher African-Americans who called the, the police in there? Exactly. That, that has nothing to do with the cost of tea in China. Clearly, but, you we, said, but you're saying that if it was a if it was if a it white was girl, white girl. So the black, the black response to no, 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 no. No, I'm no, talking no. about the the teachers and the principal. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That again, that that doesn't have to be a white person that's looking at a black person. Clearly, black people look at black people that same way. If this were a white little girl that was being snatched up and thrown around a classroom, the world would be outraged. There would be no conversation about should black should kids are being bad in school we're looking at this girl and we're dehumanizing her and not realizing this is yet a child this is a child that is going to make mistakes so when i talk about the issues and the when i talk about the the flaws and the faults of this man i can't look at this and say yes he shouldn't have but because the but says, but there's 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 a there's a wee bit of justification for his response to her because she should have did X, Y, and Z. Those are two completely different conversations. But that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that as students, as children, we have to teach them to follow authority. So what happens that's if you a, don't have somebody to teach you that? That's something that the parents and the school should teach. But what happens when you don't have a parent to teach you that? I mean, you have a hard life. I mean, because that that would be anybody in the... So as an adult, as an adult that's put in a place, that's a trained professional and put in a place where you're supposed to be surrounded by a diverse group of students, I'm going to say, well, you are going to have to have a hard life, which means that I can flip you out of a chair and throw you... No, that's not that's not what... I don't because think that his, I'm not saying that his right, what he did was right. I think what he did was completely wrong. But again, I'm saying that we have to train uh, young people through mentors, through uh, leaders. You don't have that. This, here's the thing. And here's, here's the problem that I have about this. this, this, this but some people have, some people have parents who teach them that. I mean, when you're a young person, you go through, but you go through. But so there's can't... people, but there's people who grew up in in black people, black students, black and white, any race that grew up in middle class neighborhoods that parents teach them right from wrong, that mentor, they have mentors, they okay, still make right bad decisions. Place. Yeah, but I'm saying they still make bad decisions because when you're a child, you you have this rebellious edge in you. And here is my, and that again, here is my point. But so that doesn't justify you doing anything because we wouldn't say that if they murdered someone or if they injured someone, we don't. Exactly. We, so, but check this. You, you, you don't get to get off. Your example is violence with violence. She was not being violent. Here's, that's the whole point. So you can't say, well, I wouldn't say that if she was murdered somebody. You're absolutely right because she murdered somebody. So then there's violence that's coming after it. This is not the situation we're dealing with. This little girl was not violent. She shut down and refused to move. So, so what? What so actually? You, so he should have just carried her out. 
okay, which is not what he did. Yeah, so I'm saying what he did was wrong. But you're also placing the blame and the responsibility on a child on, and also recognizing that as kids, she's a child and she's going to make a wrong mistake. She's going to make a wrong move. She is rebellious. She's going to be rebellious. That is something that you're, you're acknowledging is something that children experience. Children, young people experience. We've all been there. We've all done it. So as a result of that, you can't say that, you know what, he was wrong, but she, you know what, he was wrong. And he also has to understand that he's a trained professional that's put in a place to deal with children that are going to be defiant because we all know that that's something that children do. We know that you're going to deal with a child that's rebellious. This is not like it, he just came there. He just, oh, realized that she's going to respond. Uh, there's a possibility she can respond like this. This is your day-to-day -day job. This is what people are, prepared, are paying you to do. So while there might need to be a discussion about behavior problems, we can have that discussion after we deal with this. We can't try to simultaneously have these discussions because one, we're taking away the weight of what this man did and what we are paying him to do. He is a trained professional that understands the same exact things that you just said. Children are rebellious. Children have behavior problems. Children are... <laughs> we understand this. She wasn't violent. He addressed violence without violence on a girl on a female yeah but nobody's saying his action was right but nobody's saying his actions is right but on the heels of addressing not even addressing acknowledging his actions are wrong you say but she should have that's not you're not holding him accountable for what i am holding him accountable i think he should be prosecuted you can simultaneously it could be both and it doesn't have to be either or it's both and in this situation. And it can be both and. Yeah, but I could, I could prosecute him. I could prosecute him if I was a prosecutor. Prosecute him and say, "Hey, this is wrong. You full measure of the law." And at the same time, talk to this girl and say, "Hey, when you have, when you're presented with authority figures who say that you need to do something." It's in your best interest to do it. What he did to you was completely wrong. But going forward, when people, your principal or when your teacher tells you to do something, please do it. And they, and I can prosecute him fully and still go and say, this is wisdom in life, young lady. You want to. But the discussion is not to the young lady. The discussion. It should be to help her in life so she can go be there's productive. A general, there's a general discussion, which is what I brought up. There's a general discussion about. But that's the media being bad in school. But that's the media. The media always sensationalizes things. But as a, if I was her, a mentor, if if, a, if, a, if I was a mentor, I would go to the girl and say, hey, from this point on, you should know that when your teacher or principal talks to you, it's in your best interest to do what they say. That's just wisdom and life experience going exactly. forward. But so here's the thing, though, right? And I can prosecute him to the fullest extent of the law. Exactly. But here's the thing, though. You said, if I was a mentor, you're not the mentor, right? What we're talking about is the general conversation that people are having and how having this conversation about not this, about children in general being bad takes away from this issue of what this man did and putting his head and snatching her up and throwing her and slanging her. And even if, if you say, you know what, 
she should have obeyed him. She ha- children have to understand that you have to respect authority. I am all there for that. But what you cannot do is say that you don't want to do them simultaneously. It's not no. It's not about not wanting to do them simultaneously. There's a broad conversation that says, "Hey, this man is wrong," and you say, "Well, children are bad in school." Then that gives him a justification for flipping out. We know children are bad in school. That's why he's a trained professional. That's why yeah, but he was he was fired. Officer. That's why he's a school resource officer. So when we have this discussion, we have to have this discussion about you know what he failed. Yeah, and he was fired. Going to respond that way, he failed. So we have the conversation. So again, when we but he was he was already fired, and he's he's potentially going to be prosecuted. Okay, again, but I'm not talking. I'm talking about this conversation. I'm talking about the conversation we had when we have this conversation, right? You have the conversation about the failures of this adult. And then you say, okay, in a completely separate conversation, here is something that we need to deal with. We need to deal with the fact that children have behavioral problems. We need to come up with some sort of program or something that says, hey, look, there's a way that we need to figure out how we're going to get the kids that don't have parents or don't have mentors or what have you, don't have that guidance on the same level as all of the other children. Here's a separate conversation that we need to have. It becomes problematic when you say, I disagree what he did, but she should have. No, she I think that it. all of the conversations oh. need to be had. I mean, again, I, I, but they need to be had separately. You cannot have this conversation because you're taking away and everything that's happening. And every time that I hear people talk about this, you take away from the failure that was his actions and you take some of that blame and you place it on this child but then you also say i realize that child children are rebellious i realize that children have problems yeah but that's that's we all go through that whether we have parents or not exactly yeah but that but you still understands that and he is trained to deal with that day to day is he not yeah but I'm saying she should at at some point we have to train her to say, hey, you need to respect authority. That's a lesson she has to learn in life. Absolutely. I have to yeah. say that she shouldn't. Yeah. So I'm saying you can these are both situations and you can have the conversation simultaneously. And I think people are having a conversation. No, you're having a blanket conversation. But what what more do you want? He's a he's arrested and and he's not arrested, but he's been fired and he's potentially going to be prosecuted. I don't understand what more are we are we protesting to for him to be fired because he's already been fired. I'm not protesting for him specifically. I'm talking about the conversation. I, I'm, I'm not sure that you're following what I'm saying. I'm talking about the conversation that we're. I'm talking about the, the general conversation that's being had. Right. I'm not this man what is what's gonna come to him is coming. He's he's been fired. Kudos. But when we have this conversation, when we talk about this situation, when we look at that video and we dissect that video and we talk about what happens, we cannot say he was wrong, but she. You completely take away the additional failure that is we already know that she is a child. 
We already know that she's potentially rebellious. We already know that she may lack, lack guidance. We already know that she's going to make a failure. We know that and we haven't been trained to do it. He knows that and he's been trained and placed and put in that situation to specifically deal with children like that. And on top of that, he failed even dealing with the rebellious child, a child that was rebellious, not violently, but silently, that mm -hmm. sat there and was rebellious. So when we have this discussion about this video and what went wrong, you can't say that, well, kids are bad. You can't say that, well, she need to learn how to respect authority. He knew this coming into this situation. So the failure in this video weighs on the adult. When we want to have a separate conversation with a child about things that children can do better, then we absolutely need to do it. But as adults, we have power and control over ourselves and to a large degree, this child. We understand the psychology. We understand that we were once rebellious children. We understand the embarrassment that comes from it. We can talk, have these conversations about everything that we're taught and what, that he was taught as a professional and what protocol did and how he failed protocol. So let's have that conversation. Let's not couple this conversation with how kids are bad or how she should have did this and how she should have did that. Because at the end of the day, the shocker didn't come from what she did. We know that children do this. It's not the same. You I think, I mean, not the same plan. I think you get, I don't think it's the same playing field, but I think you can have both of the conversations simultaneously. I don't think it takes from a, one or the other. But that's just my opinion. And I think that that's why we have, that's why you have people that continue to miss when it comes to a black kid or when it comes to a black person. We have all, it's the same argument of when you talk about police brutality or you talk about you know the unfairness of the justice system and you talk about issues in the black community and people bring up well black people kill black people what but does that I'm not have to do with the cost of tea in china we're not talking about that that is a thing that is true if you want but to people that, but people are addressing those simultaneously but you can have out Al Sharpton will go to Chicago and do a rally and then go to St. Louis and do a rally. He's addressing those two things simultaneously. Again, but you're, you're missing what I'm saying. I'm not talking about, I'm talking about the conversation. You can do both of those. But when you're talking about police issues, it's the, you're talking about police issues. You cannot say in addressing police issues, well, you know, black people kill black people. Are you saying the media can't or just personal? In general, as a person, the media shouldn't. It does. But when you're t as a person that's looking to address a specific. Issue, I, don't, I don't think it's taken away from anything. If I if I address black on black crime and, and I address police brutality black, at the same time. Crime has absolutely nothing to do with. No, I'm saying if it. No, I'm saying if I address so if those two about, issues so simultaneously, I can address those issues simultaneously. And I, I, didn't, I never said that you couldn't. You keep saying I can address them simultaneously. That's what I'm saying. In this situation, you can't address them simultaneously. I said the conversation. When you have a conversation to address one issue, you bring up the other issue and it takes away from really seeing and really dealing with the fault in the issue that's in this conversation. I never said you couldn't deal with, you couldn't address them simultaneously. I didn't. 
But, when, but have, when I've talked to teachers that are in these situations, they do address them simultaneously. They talk about the problems they have with the children, and then they can talk about the resource officers. I, I think that it is... They could talk about the resource officers. No, they do talk about the resource officers. What do they say about the resource officers? That they could be too extreme sometimes. So I'm just saying they they're talking about the kids being bad and the resource officers. So they're addressing I'm them not, simultaneously. Well, they're not addressing. I I think we're not on the same page. It's not <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not talking. I'm not saying that if I call you and say, "Hey, Lisa, let me give you my opinion and my scoop on what's going on." Me as an individual in this one conversation, I'm not going to solve it. Even if I do solve the problem, this is not the general broad conversation that you have to have multi-person consensus in order to get something to move, right? Mm -hmm. If we're having a broad conversation about this video, we have this broad conversation about this video and in addressing the flaws and the issues and, and, and the failures of this trained professional resource officer. If you bring into that conversation the number of failures of not just this one child, but all children being bad and all children have problems, the general broad conversation gets diluted. Hit the failures of this individual and this officer and officers that are similar to this gets diluted because it tells a person and it tells people. And I say this off the heels of listening over and over to conservative media, to moderate media and people say even quote, supposed liberal media as well. People say his response to some degree would not have happened. Had she just did this. He was trained that no matter what she did, he's trained that he shouldn't. There's a certain way that he should fight. He should respond no matter what she did, no matter what her response is. There's a certain way for him to respond. Again, you brought up the video of the other student that was like beating up a principal. If that's the case and there's violence there, I can't. I can't stop you or I can't hold you accountable for saying, you know what, you're trying to protect another person and protect yourself. So you got to also watch how you handle this child that's being violent and threatening to people. I can't hold you to that. So I can give you that. I can give you that. But in this situation, here's a child that shuts down and that's sitting in a chair and put a hand on nobody and put a hand on you and spit at you and lunge nothing at you and throw nothing at you. That's posing no threat to anybody. And you snatch her up and you become very physical and very violent with her. And then I sit there and I look at you and say, you know what? You were wrong, but she should have. It, it's not the same. I'm sorry. We can't. We can't. We absolutely can't do that because, again, we dilute the failure that is you, that is your position, that is the school board should have held you accountable, that is the teacher should have looked at you and said, oh, my gosh, let me stop this. That is, I don't. I think that it's I, I would disagree because, I mean, if that was the case, then he would have if we're diluting it, he would have never been let go. He's been and prosecuted. 
I think that he's being held accountable for his actions. So it's not like he's not. And I'm, I've never said that he was right in what he did. But you're talking about like you're making a generalization. I think you're you're saying that when people say that we're diluting it, I don't think that we're diluting it at all. I think you could have you could say he's wrong and he should be prosecuted to the full extent of the law and have a conversation about the need to obey authority. That's what they teach y'all in conservative school. It just works. I just. I mean, I I think we could we could have this conversation if he was getting off, but he's not getting off. Okay. (laughs) I just don't think. I. Yeah, you. We 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 disagree on this point, my friend. Extremely disagree, and I I just yeah. Much like any, I just don't. I am sorry. I yeah. I yeah. I can't. <laughs> I just don't. <laughs> yeah. I I, I don't. I, we have an adult that gets paid money and took like courses, and then we have a child that probably has next to very little, very poor guidance and understanding of life and I'm having a conversation about these two people in this one situation and I'm holding them equally or or both responsible for the outcome of this situation no you're not holding them both responsible but you're you're saying that as if I was like I said a conversation has to be had with her about um listening to authority but so that's not saying that she's equal that but we have to we're having a conversation with him too. So let's have a conversation with her and let's not couple her with all the other bad kids. Let's not bring in videos about other bad kids fighting principals. Let's not bring in how bad kids can be in school. Let's not bring in all of the other bad kids because this is this one child's struggle. And when you couple her with all of the other kids that do all these other bad stuff, you give some a degree of justification for the response and the actions. Not saying that everything that he did, you can still say everything he did and right, but you give there some degree of justification, proof, support for a response to these children because we need to have a response to these children because these children are bad, but that's not this little girl's fault. That's not this little girl's story. This little girl wasn't flipping nobody up. This little girl wasn't spitting at nobody, wasn't fighting a principal, wasn't picking up no desk. This little girl was sitting down being rebellious by herself, not harming anyone else. That's what this little girl was doing. So when we have this conversation and I say that we're diluting the true conversation that needs to be had because you're coupling all of these kids. And then you're saying, but she, she does. She needs to be taught responsibility. Absolutely. She does. And she also needs to be taught responsibility as an individual. She needs to be held accountable for her actions as an individual, not being coupled with all of these kids that are extremely extreme that. Their, their situation don't even look like her situation. Don't even match it. It's not even close to being the same thing. We have to understand that these two are complete. You, you got If you want to have a conversation with her, 
have that conversation with her. But when you talk about her, don't couple her with all of these other kids because then you 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 miss the weight of which was this video that we saw. You missed the weight of which that was this situation that we saw because she was not doing what those other kids in the videos were doing. She was not doing what all those other kids were doing. In this situation, in this isolated situation, what she did in no way, shape, or form, whether she told the Pope she wasn't moving, what the response to her was not justified in the least bit. So yeah, but I, we never said it was. I, well, I never said it was justified in the least bit. I'm just saying, if I was to have a personal conversation with her, I would tell her to obey authority. That's all I'm saying. Again, so if you, if an individual is going to have that conversation with her, the individual has to have that conversation. And when you have the broader conversation. Again, you cannot bring up all of these other bad children and all these other stuff to address this situation because they are not the same. You can't have that broad. The broader conversation can't be had incorporating all these other bad kids because that's not this kid. It's just not. Yeah, but I never said it was her. But I said she didn't obey authority. She didn't obey her teacher. She didn't obey her principal. You said kids. But you just said kids are rebellious. You're using kids are rebellious to prove your point that he should deal with her in in a way knowing that all kids are rebellious. So we're both using, we're bringing other kids in to help justify the point that we're making. I'm telling you, kids are rebellious, but I'm saying you. I'm saying we have this broader conversation. Mm-hmm. You can, and you're saying I want. We have the broad, broader conversation. You're, are you talking about a conversation in media or just conversation between two people? A conversation in media. Okay. Because the conversation in media is, is gonna, that's what's going to make the change. Okay. That's what's going to push people and drive people to understand. Well, maybe what, that's where the disconnect is because uh, I'm talking about a conversation between people. Well, you're you're talking about a conversation between people, and but I keep saying the broader conversation. You're saying, well, you can have those simultaneously, and I'm saying no because when you have that conversation, you're incorporating all these bad kids to, and that dilutes the fault and the problem with him. Of course, sit somebody can sit down and have a conversation with this little girl. That's fine, but that's one person having one conversation with one child about her one incident. That's not bringing to this child and saying. You know, all these kids bad. So when you do something wrong, you know, bad stuff going to happen to you. What? Oh, life going to be hard for you. You're a child. What about protecting the children? Like what? Everybody don't have all of these great things. Unfortunately, it's just not the way that life of the world is. So if we're protecting our children, we're protecting our babies. We're looking out for our children. We're trying to understand and give some sort of help. And support to our children or to our people, I can't address you in the same way that I can address this cop. I can't address you. I can't even in a broader conversation, I can't address your incident and incorporating all of the other children because you are a child and you are yet extremely unique. I can't do that. Mm -hmm. Not in a way that's going to drive productivity, not in a way that's going to move society, culture to look at children and to look at black children and to look at black babies as babies and children and not just the next adult i can't do that i i cannot 
group you with all these other people. I can't hold you accountable for all the other mistakes for children in your age group. I have to look at you and your individualized experience and to the best of my ability and say, you know what? Hey, look, here is what life has given you. Here's what life has done for you. Here's what you've experienced or how you've become the person that you are as a result of life. Here is what you need to get better. I can't keep throwing these blanket responses and saying, well, why they ain't getting better? Kids ain't just get bad overnight. Kids have been bad for a while. Our parents were bad. Our grandparents were bad. Our great grandparents were bad. It gets progressively worse when you have people not giving individualized responses to situations. Everybody wants to throw a blanket cover over it and say that all these kids need to do this. And what becomes problematic is nobody's stopping to say, this ain't worked yet. And it ain't going to work until we get some individualized help. And for the people that the kids that do got it, guess what they have at home? A mama and or mom and daddy or a daddy. Somebody is saying, hey, look, here is your individualized antidote. Here's what we need to help you. This is what you need. I'm going to sprinkle this over you. I'm going to teach you this. I'm going to teach you that to get you where you need to go. So those are the kids successful. What about the kids that ain't got that? We can't group them all in the same. We can't. We just cannot do it. It's, it hasn't worked. And if the belief is that it will work, we'll keep on believing it and just ignore what's really going on because it's not working. But I'm not saying that the it's always kids with. I'm saying that in general, kids are bad. I'm talking about kids with parents, kids without parents. Kids go through a rebellious streak. That's just the psychology of children. So with knowing that, Mm -hmm. you can still say, he was wrong, but she. Because. But I think that's how you're interpreting the but. But check this. She was wrong. But she. But you're not justified for being rebellious because children are rebellious. Listen, listen. She was wrong. I mean, he was wrong. But she. Mm -hmm. Because there's another video of other kids wrestling a principal. And I talk to teachers and they have a problem with kids' behaviors. Mm -hmm. But obviously she's a problematic child for not getting up. Who doesn't get up when the principal comes in and tells you to get up? A child that is going through emotional shutdowns. And when somebody comes and singles you out, you're probably not the prettiest child. You're not the most smartest child. You're not the most athletic child. A child that is going through issues. And but we don't know. We, we don't know if she had. We know that she is a child and we know. Yeah, that but you're, that's speculation to down. say. Yeah, but but that doesn't make it right. I'm not saying it makes it right, but as an adult, as an adult. Yeah, but I'm not justifying his actions at all. I think he's completely wrong. I'm just saying that she has to be taught that she has to at least respect her teachers and principal. And then these kids in the video wrestle their principal. And then all kids are bad. Then I talk to teachers that did I'm just giving the full scope of the situation and the the climate that these people are under exactly so that goes back to what I said you can't give the full scope of a climate to a a child that don't fit that full scope but we don't know we don't know her ins and outs 
you we don't know her ins and outs, but we know the in and out of that video. We know that this little girl, in the moment of her being snatched up, sat there, no harm to anybody. We know that. Yeah, and I'm saying that he was wrong for pick for doing what he did, and that he should be prosecuted for what he did. That's what I'm saying. I I don't I don't know what else you want me to say. I don't I don't want you to, to say anything. I think if again if the blanket if the blanket responses to life work, then just keep. I'm going. I'm not, it's not giving a blanket it response. It's never it's never gonna work. But if if that's what if that's if, if if we continue to have these conversations without looking at them in an individualized way, without looking at them in a way that addresses this specific situation when it comes to a child, and we hold this child responsible for in the same way that we'll hold I'm adult, not holding him them with the same responsibility. You I'm just saying we have to talk to our issue. students about obeying their parents, their principals, and their teachers. I'm not saying they share the same level of responsibility. I'm just saying that a conversation needs to be had with her about obeying those who are in authority over you. That's all I'm saying. I think you've completely twisted what I was, what I meant. I don't think I completely twisted what you meant. I think that maybe what you meant wasn't put out because that you can't, you, you said like, I'm just having, a I'm not saying they share the same responsibility. That's not, I never said that. I'm just I saying the conversation about- needs to be had with her about obeying leadership and that you he should be prosecuted to the fullest extent with her of the law. Well, you're saying the conversation need to be had with her along with coupling her with all these other bad I'm just saying that kids in, in schools are in this climate any teacher I talked to said that kids have trouble obeying authority I'm just giving uh, the what it looks for like what? for students for black and white I have friends that work at black and white schools okay. So when you give that for what in, 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 in regards to addressing this video and this situation, when you give the climate of what's going on, why are you giving it if you're not? I'm saying all students have to be trained to follow authority. That's all I'm saying. All students, we need to talk to them. Teachers, parents, if they don't have parents, hopefully mentors, other teachers about following authority. Because if they don't get it in childhood, then it's gonna it's going to manifest in adulthood where they won't listen to their bosses on jobs. This is just a moral issue. I mean, not a moral issue. This is just behavior that it will help them in life. So this is something I'm just saying across a general board. We need to train our kids to follow authority. That's. That's a conversation that we must have in schools. That's a conversation parents must have. And, and, but I'm not taking away from the fact that he should be prosecuted. I don't understand why we can't have those conversations at the same time. That's all I'm saying. And if that makes sense, by all means. (laughs) Yeah, we just disagree. I mean, we just have to agree to disagree. Yeah. So let us know what you think about bad kid, bad cops. 
We would love to hear your opinion. Hashtag chat BC. And we'll be back with our toaster roast. Like we always do with this time. I go for mine. I guess to shine. Now throw your hands up in the sky. it's time for our toast or roast toast or roast so this week i want to toast to um the creators of being mary jane um yeah it was a it was a heavy show um on this show her best friend lisa not me um <laughs> committed suicide and um she was a doctor she was a volunteer and um it came out in the show that her stepfather was molesting her for most of her childhood and that she hadn't talked to her family for her parents for 15 years and that she had bipolar disorder and um it was just a really heavy show because mary jane was like you know i hadn't talked to her in like a year because we had been beefing and she was like every time i asked her was she okay I really don't even think I wanted to know really what she was going through. I was just asking because it was the right thing to ask. And it just made me think about um, our show, Depressed While Black, and how nobody, most of the people didn't, that were at her job, didn't know. She was a, she was a gynecologist. She delivered, she brought life into the world and she would volunteer and it just spoke to, I think, a couple of shows we've been having about, you know, people sometimes doing good deeds or working so hard to cover up other dysfunctions and how we have to really check on people to make sure they're good. And so I just want to salute um, the being being Mary Jane for um, tackling that um, for young professionals, because I think it's a good thing for people to see, like. This is a this is this is something young professionals battle with depression, bipolar disorder, and you know the the um one of the quotes was like, well, black women don't commit suicide. We're the strong black woman, and like basically tearing down that stereotype. So, shout out to the creators of Being Mary Jane for kind of just really bringing that to light on TV to show, hey. Women that are the strong black woman can be struggling with depression too, just because they're doing all this stuff. Um, and for the world doesn't mean they're not battling in themselves. And it just was a, a lot of it, very, I think, heavy issues that was brought to light in that with friendship, with the depression, with um, family, flam, family splinters. Um, and about honesty and truth, um, because at Mary, at the funeral, Mary Jane actually told everybody at the funeral that her stepdad was molesting her, um, in her youth and nobody knew that. And her mom like chose her stepdad over her. It was a lot. It was a heavy episode. Um, I would encourage anybody that's listening to check it out. It was a good, good stuff. Wow. That's good. Sounds like the show was actually pretty, like doing something with I mean I've heard good stuff about it in terms of it being substantial I just I tried to watch it and I was like this is made for women it's not made for me 
Yeah, I stopped watching it last season, but I saw I had saw a whole bunch of stuff on it, so I went back and watched it on demand. And I was like, oh, this is a really good episode. So I'm looking forward to Tuesday to see because it stopped at the end of the funeral to follow up. So good stuff, Andre. I don't know if I guess I could. I was going to toast the show, but I guess I should toast the show after that because the show that I'm talking about deals with none of that stuff. Um, Quantico? Yeah. I watched the first episode. I didn't give it my full attention, but it looked dope. I was trying to eat Chipotle. I was eating Chipotle and playing on my phone. Well, I said I got to go back and watch it. It looked good, though. It's an I got lost. It's a great show. So, I mean, I guess since we brought it up out. I'll toast to Quantico because Quantico is a great show. If you don't watch it, you should. Quantico is kind of helping me out with this whole. So watching Power, once I got into Power, I was on this like, what's going to happen next? I'm ready for next week. Like, I'm really ready for next week. And now Quantico is really feeding that I'm waiting for next week to get get some more. Like, I'm frustrated that I have to wait. A whole another seven days till Sunday comes around again. Sunday at ten for me to see this. But if you haven't seen Quantico, Quantico, you have to check out this show. Like it, it really makes you not want to trust nobody. It makes you like I'm yelling at the TV like Nah, nah, nah. You stupid. You stupid. Don't, don't think. Don't believe. Uh, no, 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 no. Do this. Do this. Do this. Like it is. It's it's a great show. Um, it's also on Hulu. If you uh have Hulu. All the episodes can be can be caught on Hulu. So yeah, check out Quantico. It's dope. Yeah, is it? I feel like you have to watch it like the whole time. You can't like take your mind. You can't look away. It's definitely it's a show that makes you think. So you you have to like give it your full attention. You can't like step away and then try to come back because you'll yeah you could potentially miss something and you you got it's another one of those shows too that you got to follow the conversation. If you don't follow the conversation, then yeah you'll be messed up. Well, yeah, I'm gonna check it out. I'm gonna try to catch up. I want to find a new good show. Have you been watching Pirates still? Um, I watch it, but it's kind of like uh, I'm not as pressed to watch it as I've been before. Yeah, uh, it's still too here, there, and everywhere. It, they've actually they've actually gotten better, but you know, it didn't come on this week. So last week's episode, where well, I thought was pretty good. All right. Well, y'all tell us what y'all watching on TV. Um, Still watching How to Get Away with Murder. It's been good. So, it's time for our good vibe. When anger controls you, you can be right about the point, but wrong about the method. And that goes for Bishop Jakes. And that just speaks to um, just saying... That goes to Bishop Jakes? That's by Bishop Jakes. Oh, I was going to say, dang, you going to call him out like that on the... I meant to say that's my Bishop Jakes. I'm sorry. No, he actually preached a message on anger. I thought was really good. Um, Because it helps, you know, temper, like, you know, when you get angry, even though you could be right, if you don't say it in the wrong manner, you could be equally as wrong as, as, uh, you know, as uh, Dr. Wesley says, there are two things God judges what's done to you but how you respond and how you respond can be as equally offensive as the initial offense to begin with. So don't let anger control you. Um, Try to get control of your anger and don't snap. That's, I guess, the lesson of the good vibe of the week. All right. 
And as always, guys, thank you so much for listening to Brunch Culture. We hope you enjoy this episode. Make sure you check us out on Twitter at Brunch Culture and on Instagram at Brunch underscore Culture. We're also on Facebook at Facebook.com backslash Brunch Culture. All of our episode, all of our episodes and past content is on our website at www.brunchculturebc.com. Um, what am I missing? Where we you can check us out on iTunes, you check us out on Spreaker, and coming up, we will be on the Google Play app. Uh, we'll be featured in there. We'll be fe- um, on their app as well, so you can search us there. Um, if you are an Android user or any uh, uh, Windows Mobile u- user, whatever, you can find us on Overcast as well. Overcast is a podcast app that features so many podcasts, and I downloaded the app and I looked up Brunch Culture, and we are actually on Overcast as well. All of our episodes, so check us out on Overcast. There's so many ways to follow us. We want to be hear from you guys. Make sure you use the hashtag ChatBC. Hit us up. Add us on on our social media accounts. Let's interact with you guys. Let us know what you think about today's show. And we will see you guys next week.